Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. I'm Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Showtime. And they say they out. And they say they out. And they say they And there we go. We are back. We are back uh, for the second show with Tommy Reader. I am your host, Jordan Jisker, and this is Sportscast Radio on March 17, 2019. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the Selection Sunday show happened tonight. Uh, we're definitely going to get into that. We're also going to talk that uh, ridiculous NFL free agency period that has occurred, along with some of the wild trades that have shifted the landscape of, uh, of, of some of the power in the NFL. Uh, Tommy, say hello to the people tonight. How's it going? How are you, Jordan? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Uh, so I know that we've already, um, let's see, we've already looked at the uh, the brackets. We can see who the one seeds are. We see some of the, uh, you know, we know that it's obviously going to end here in Minneapolis uh, in April. So, so my question is, right off the bat, what's the most intriguing first-round matchup for you? I think uh, probably the most intriguing first-round matchup for me is going to be uh, Marquette and Murray State, um, mainly due to both teams having two of the best point guards in the country uh, in Ja Morant and uh, Marcus Howard. Um that should definitely be a game everyone puts on their calendars uh, this Thursday. Um, Marquette is the, uh, I believe, the 12th seed. And uh, Murray State is the 5th seed. Um, so it should be a good one. Um, besides, you know, the bigger games. Um, yeah. How about you, man? Uh, you know, I, I absolutely like that that matchup. That should be an interesting one. Uh, I think uh, locally here, I think we're, obviously we're going to have a lot of eyes on that Minnesota-Syracuse matchup. I think that has the potential yep. to be a or, really uh, Louisville. A really Pardon? Uh, they don't they, Say don't, that they again? Uh, play Louisville, not uh, Syracuse. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They I'm play sorry. Louisville, yeah, not sorry. Syracuse. Which, I'm sorry, yeah, Louisville, which uh, would have been even uh, even a better matchup, actually, now if uh, Patino's dad didn't have the issues that he did. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it, yeah, I mean, I just asked. You know, you could add Patino against Patino in the, uh, in, the, in the NCAA bracket. I don't think it gets more intriguing than that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I still think uh, – I still think it could be an intriguing one for a potential, uh, you know, if, if they can play up to the talent that they can, uh, you know, and then you have uh, a potential offset for the possible Gophers moving on in that, in that bracket. Mm. My dang window closed, and that's why I got a lot of weird printable bracket. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, and then uh, then the one seed. Do you think this year this year we'll see another one seed go down? 
in the uh, in the first round? Um, boy, that's that's uh, it's tough to say um, because I mean, on paper, you think it's absolutely ridiculous, and history shows that, but. Um, you know, it very well could happen. And honestly, uh, I know a lot of brackets would be demolished this year if uh, Duke went down in the first round, but that's really hard for me to uh, see. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I mean, who was it last year? Was it Virginia that went down? Uh, and, and and the sad thing is, like, we know who lost, but I, I, I thought about it one year later, and I'm like, I can't remember – I can't remember who beat them. I don't know the school who gets to hang the we're the 16 seed banner, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Do, like, do, um, do, do you do you yeah, remember? I, I mean, this year. Um, who was it? Um, I can't, yeah. I can't remember right offhand. I think it was Virginia. Yeah, exactly. I think it was Virginia. Um, Virginia was the one seed that lost. I know that. Let's see. Yep. But who beat them? That's my question. Nobody knows who beat them. We just know that it occurred. And then that's one of the, I find that to be, it's possibly the, it's the biggest underdog story in, in college basketball history. But I, I think if you were to say uh, nine times out of ten, you know, if you walk up to Joe Blow off the street, Joey Bag of Donuts, and say, uh, and say hey, who, who beat the one seed last year? Who who did the impossible? Oh, you know this this team was actually really known for their uh, social media accounts uh, that beat Virginia last year, um, and that was um, the University uh, UMBC, um, and their mascot is the Golden Retrievers. <laughs> so that's that's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. They had a lot of notoriety last year due to that win. But uh, Maryland-Baltimore County, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? So, so big deal. Uh, obviously, I don't think we'll, have, I don't think we'll have, it in, have it happen again this year. Um, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, you got Gonzaga, who's, uh, who's what, 30 and 3. They've definitely proven that they're going to be there. Maybe this is the year that they do it. Um, the uh, the other one seeds, obviously you got so you got Gonzaga. You also got um, let's see Duke. Uh, mm-hmm. Virginia again, Kansas, I, and, and well, yeah, and then Kansas, Kansas the third seed, but or North. I'm sorry, North Carolina is the other one seed. So uh, mm-hmm. Virginia, Virginia already knows. Uh, they're going up against Gardner, uh, Gardner Webb, who I couldn't uh, tell you who that is, despite all my years working at the college shop. Um, and and I don't, I think they've circled <laughs> this date on the calendar specifically, and they don't care who it is. But uh, something tells me they're going to go out and they're going to win by about 600 points. <laughs> you got money. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you know, but like I, I'm just saying, like if if you think that game is close uh, after last year, they, they, that team is going to go out there with chips on their shoulders and say it's not happening again. Like they have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I uh, oh 
man. You know, if, if there's any number one seed that I could see going down, uh, it would be Virginia. And the only reason I, I mean, I mean, last year, I'm sure that's still in the back of their minds. Um, but you know, it's, it's just their slow pace of defense and offense. Um, and if a team is able to work around that, it's really hard for Virginia to change the pace of their game if they have to speed it up or whatnot. No, absolutely. Yeah, you, you are correct in that. Um, my, my, upset, my upset special pick, though, is going to be uh, Montana uh, beating Michigan, the 15-2 and two seed is uh, what's going on there. Um, but uh, that aside, yeah, the, fir- the first-round games, um, I think the best ones are some of the 8-9 matchups, the Baylor-Syracuse. I do think the Minnesota and, uh, and Louisville ones, an intriguing matchup. Uh, Auburn, New Mexico State, that should be a good one. That's one of the 12-5s. Um, you know, so those are, those are definitely the, uh, kind of the fun ones that I'm looking forward to watching, uh, that first weekend. Um, the playing games, uh, I think, uh, I think North Dakota State's oh. going to sneak in there. So we'll have another little regional love there as far as that goes. Um, and, but I think, uh, they'll be going up against, uh, what is it? North Carolina. If I, if I remember reading that right in the, in the, oh, I'm sorry. No, they, they get new. Yes. They, they, yeah, they get they get Duke because they're uh, same state. Uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. they uh, so yeah, that's I, and that could be an interesting one. I think they're a scrappy team. I watched them play a couple a couple games, and, and we know how the tournament likes to likes to mess with people. Um, Duke, I think, short of a blown shoe, I think that mm-hmm. that team's still going to be the the one that's going to be hanging up the end. If you had to make a prediction, who who are you running with at this point in time? Um, I, uh, I honestly, I sound so blah for saying it, but you know, how can you not run with Duke at this point? Um, they're just absolutely loaded. Uh, I, I'd also like to make a note. I think one of the games, uh, that might be interesting to watch is the LSU and Yale game, um, with LSU facing a lot of, uh, with the FBI investigation going on right now. I'm sure that's been distracting. So that could be a uh, that could be an upset right there. Um, but yeah, as for teams going all the way, um, yeah, I am gonna ride with Duke, <laughs> which will be cool if that wow. turns out to be true because uh, Trey Jones in his own backyard would be a sight to see. Yeah. <laughs> That would definitely be there. Will definitely be a lot of uh, hometown tickets being sold to that one uh, if if it happens. Uh, I'm sure Tyus will obviously be in the building, uh, given uh, as long as there's not uh, a game going on. Um, let's see. Duke uh, currently mm-hmm. has uh, is plus two hundred in Vegas, and they have the highest percentage of tickets um, at the um, at the William Hill Sportsbook in Las Vegas. So. Uh, 22% of the money is on them to win the tournament. Right. That should say a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. So obviously, um, you know, as long as everybody stays healthy, but yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, you're, yeah, as you're right. As long as everybody stays healthy, um, that is, that's now a thing. Um, switching, um, Switching pace, obviously, that's the, the, the real, quote-unquote, March Madness for, for the talk. Obviously, Selection Sunday is a big deal. However, prior to Selection Sunday, there was kind of a big shakeup uh, in the NFL as far as some of these free agents go and some of these big trades that have, uh, that have occurred as far as, uh, as, far as things happen. 
Um, obviously, one of the big notable ones. Uh, not only did you get um, not only did you get Le'Veon Bell moving uh, along, but you also had the surprise of of Odell Beckham Jr. being dished to the Cleveland Browns. What uh, what do you think is the biggest the biggest move so far as far as these trades go uh, in the NFL? I think uh, cumulatively, um, the Cleveland Browns are uh, doing a great job. Um, I was actually looking at a roster of uh, some of offensive positions that they had um, almost two years ago, and it was their Cody Kessler as their quarterback, Isaiah Crowell as their running back, and Duke Johnson. And uh, their wide receiver core was Corey Coleman, Kenny Britt, and Rashard Higgins. Um, with their tight end being Gary Barnage in 2017. And now, you know, they have Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Duke Johnson, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, uh, David Njoku. Um, and then they went out and they got Sheldon Richardson. Um, you know, so uh, John Dorsey's making moves out there in Cleveland. Obviously, that is um, – that's definitely caught the NFL uh, caught their attention finally. And Cleveland isn't so much a laughing stock as they used to be. Yeah. You know, I kind of learned that slightly the hard way. I did have a a friendly bet with Ryan cook on uh, narrow over and under a win last year. I actually lost that uh, thanks to the young Phenom quarterback, Uh, the sophomore slump. Is it a real, is it a thing to worry about despite all that talent that he has or, or is that something where you can throw an average quarterback out there and he's going to succeed? Well, I will say having two Pro Bowl wide receivers um, with a quarterback that did as well as he did uh, in the short amount of time that he took over, um, it's definitely encouraging. Um, we've seen it in years past with any uh any kind of team, any kind of sport where maybe the first year with new guys, a bunch of new guys, the chemistry isn't there. So, I mean, it all depends on how the, uh, the team molds together, really. Um, you could see success by week one. You could see success by week 10. You could, I mean, maybe it'll just be a, a year of going through the motions. Who knows? But, and honestly, that, uh, that division, in my, in my opinion, is really up for grabs. Um, I mean, Baltimore will be pretty good. Um, you know, the Steelers are Steelers are kind of almost hit that point of ultimate rebuild mode. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It should be interesting either way. You you touched on Baltimore. Baltimore obviously picking up a solid running back and uh, Mark Ingram there. Um, the move uh, again, kind of again, kind of shocking to see that occur. Um, Let's see, Deshaun Jackson uh, ends up going back to the Eagles uh, from uh, from Tampa Bay. Uh, thoughts on that one? Hmm. Um, I, think, uh, I think Deshaun Jackson just belongs uh, in Philadelphia. So I think that's going to be nice, um, honestly. I mean, if he can stay healthy, uh, he's definitely a threat on the field, a vertical threat for sure. So, uh, we'll see if he can do that in Philly. And another thing, uh, the Ravens signed Earl Thomas, too. So, uh, you know, you know I, Ravens are definitely with uh, – it'll be interesting to see Lamar Jackson's second year. But 
I, I agree. And actually, the Earl Thomas one was going to be the next question on my list. Obviously, he got carted off the game, uh, carted off the field, uh, and playing his last game as a Seahawk while uh, throwing up the birds to, obviously, the organization. Uh, he was not happy that uh, he, he did not have a contract in place. And uh, obviously, he got a, a pretty solid pretty solid um, deal as far as it goes from Baltimore, a four-year deal, $55 million with $32 million of it fully guaranteed. Uh, Earl Thomas is is a huge mm-hmm. uh, uh, huge uh, ability uh, safety, and and I feel like if anyone can do what he's done, it certainly can be him. Um, you know the 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 stats are kind of jarring when you look at it. Um, when he's off the field, the opposing completion percentage goes up to sixty four percent, whereas when he's on the field, uh, it, it drops down to sixty. That's a uh, that is a uh, a four percent swing in itself. Um, the number of passing yards, oddly enough, is uh, is increased, but the uh, yards per attempt goes down. Uh, the other big difference is uh, Thomas on the field, uh, 30 touchdowns, 31 interceptions. Uh, for opposing quarterbacks, when he's off the field, it's 31 touchdowns and seven interceptions. So uh, quite a uh, quite a different feast for quarterbacks when uh, when he's on and off the field. So. Um, I think he's going to make a huge deal. Um, Mark Ingram, though, again, Baltimore Ravens signed him for for three years, and I think that's going to give him some more depth. You know, they they don't technically have the the, the horses at the receiver that they used to, but being able to have an offense that you can spread around um, is something that uh, that can something that can that can make them definitely formidable in that division. Speaking of that division. Uh, you know, you, we talked about the Browns, and the Browns are now favored oh, yeah. in the AFC North. According to Superbook USA, they are plus 140 to win the AFC North. Uh, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> they got team that was obviously the perennial last place um, uh, as far as it goes. Um, the Bears are favored over the Packers. As far as being able to win the division, uh, and then surprise, surprise, the Patriots are uh, minus seven hundred to win the AFC East. Uh, so, uh, if you really want to put some money on the Dolphins to win it all, that division, you get forty to one on that. So, uh, shout out to the long shot. Yeah, um, actually, um, I just got a notification probably like a half hour ago that. Uh, Vikings guard Nick Easton signed a four-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. So the Vikings are going to have to uh, battle an uphill climb again with the offensive line. Uh, I don't think they were expected to lose Nick Easton even. So, um... Yeah, you know, the offensive line has always been a glaring, a glaring problem for our for our hometown team and uh it was only yeah it's only exacerbated by that fact obviously with the draft coming up it's going to be something that you have to assume they're going to be going uh offensive line um and if they don't um you might have to question uh the success of uh of of the team this year uh especially uh given you know the the poor offensive line play last year when it was already uh, looks like we do have a caller on the line here we're gonna we're gonna bring him in uh, let's see, 929 area code. What can we do for you? All right, here's the big question. Are you a fan of anal sex? Uh, only with your mom. Thank you. 
So uh, that was a good uh, a good call that time there. So I really appreciate that from the night. Uh, <laughs> at least I gave him the good answer. Um, Getting wild in the ninety nine. So, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not after that one. That was a little uh, abrupt. Um, so yeah, with the uh, issues the there, the, the Vikings did uh, shore it up a little bit with uh, re-signing Anthony Barr after he pulled the old uh, "I'm going to leave." Well, maybe not, and came back uh, after not wanting to play in, uh, with the Jets. Uh, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? Uh, you know, um, you know, I, I like that he wants to stay committed uh, to what the Vikings are trying to build here. Um, you know, he's still one of the more well-rounded off-ball kind of linebackers in the league. Um, so we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. I think um, you know, last year, especially early in the year, um, really noticed something. It was just kind of like a down year for him. So. Um, he has been a four-time Pro Bowler, so um, you know I I think keeping keeping the chemistry like that, especially with Eric Kendricks, um, you know it could it, it could only mean good things. Um, but if if the Vikings are able to explore a better option, I'm sure they will, uh, regardless um, from signing him, as you saw the Giants do with Odell Beckham Jr. sign him to a huge contract, and now they have to eat that money, but. Yeah, you know, that's uh yeah, uh really really rough uh situation there. The Giants, I mean, is there any coming back at this point? I mean, is there is is it gonna be an Eli Manning uh you know, just terrible year where we're gonna see a lot of Eli Manning faces on uh on Twitter, uh following a uh following the Giants loss. I'm sure the Giants faithful are uh basically putting all, I mean, all of their eyes are now on Saquon Barkley. Um, and unfortunately Eli is still there and with a, you know, kind of a weaker, as I've seen from a lot of uh, experts, um, a weaker NFL draft in terms of quarterbacks this year. Um, you know, who knows when the Eli saga will end. Maybe this could be the last year. Um, but uh, we'll see. Well, you got uh, as far as quarterback movement goes, you got Foles. You saw, uh, let's see, you saw Teddy mm-hmm. go down to New Orleans and get a, a solid deal, considering he's going to be backing up uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league um, historically. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you see, uh, my Titans went to get Ryan Tannehill. Uh, very sketchy, to say the very least. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the possibility is that we actually see um, maybe somebody take a flyer on on one Colin Kaepernick? Well, uh, one of the latest news I saw was the Miami Dol- uh, Dolphins might be interested in Kaepernick, um, but uh, you know it's it's still tough. Uh, to say a team is is going to take a chance on him at this point. But my guess, uh, I haven't seen any other teams, unless you have, um, that might be looking or interested in him other than Miami. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I've, I I've not seen a lot. To be honest. Maybe Miami, maybe Miami is the way. 
Yeah, possibly. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's 31 years old. He's 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 obviously hasn't taken a snap. Uh, well, essentially, it'll be damn near three years at this point. Um, but he only played six six seasons in the league, so it's not like his body is banged up. If he stayed healthy, I, I think it'd be an intriguing story, and, and it's one that I'm I'm honestly hoping for. Um, on the other side of that coin, uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, Johnny Football uh, was picked up this week. Was he not? Yeah, Johnny Football, not in the NFL though. Uh <laughs> he is going to the AAF. Um he signed a contract earlier this week with uh the Memphis the Express. <laughs> yes, the Memphis uh, yeah. Express. Yeah, and uh um they actually have the worst record in the AAF right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 terrible. Um, actually, looking at uh, who they actually ha- – he's going to be the fourth quarterback to play uh, for the team this season. They had Christian Hackenberg, Zach Mettenberger, and uh, Brandon Silvers uh, already as far as it goes. So, uh, definitely, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> definitely a tough start for the, the Memphis Express when you're going through quarterbacks like it's the Cleveland Browns, and then you get one of the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks. It's so bad. Have you watched any any AAF AAF football? uh, To to be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot. I uh, watched the first couple of weeks a little bit, um, and I actually saw that – that unique pass by uh, the former golfer Philip Nelson. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I, I uh, you know, I haven't fully gotten into the AAF yet. Maybe that's just because I haven't had the time to actually watch it and uh, put the time towards it. I don't but, think, I don't think you know, I think that, league is the, actually, uh, that league's actually going to take off a little bit. Do you really? No, not quite. I mean, it's the first year. <laughs> I I know some people that are – that are into it. Yeah. Some people are, I mean, I, I don't know anybody that's like a diehard or, you know, that have bought merchandise or anything like that. But um, for the football fan, you know, all you can be is happy about it. I mean, I guess I, I look at it. The funny thing is like, I pull up the website, I look at the leaked pictures and I swear to God, these are all like, uh, like if create, these are like the default creative teams when you're playing, you know, Madden 2010, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Salt Lake Stallions and, and the logos and stuff match. I mean, they they look. I, I just there's something there's something missing. I'm looking at the stats page and half of the like the the league leaders and stats uh, uh, and sacks. Two of the two of the five guys that they don't even have pictures for. Um, same with rushing <laughs> with rushing yards. You do not get a picture on that webpage if you are uh, if you were in fourth or fifth place. Uh, oh, there we go. It actually populated. So maybe maybe uh, maybe their website just needs a little extra love, apparently. Um, so uh, looking at you know and, and looking at the people that are in the league, though, I, I, I'm thinking, all right, maybe we're going to see a couple uh, a couple of good names in here that um, that uh, you know maybe got overlooked in the NFL. You know, one of the first names that jumps out to me is is, is Aaron Murray uh, as a quarterback. You know fifth place in yards, so he's got about 800 yards after six games. Um, but, uh, you know, otherwise, it's 
I don't see anybody that I'm like, oh man, I I remember when they cut him or or man, he was really good in college. Like it's just I, I feel like it's it, it's that um it's that it's that well they tried, you know. I, I just don't I don't know I don't know if the league's gonna have yeah, much room to grow given given the talent pool that they're working with. Uh, you know, I don't I don't say, man, they really missed out or they really got somebody good there, you know. Right. Uh yeah, I mean you see a league like uh what's what's the league that uh was made basically like the three on three in basketball? What's the yeah, league the called big, again? Uh, the big three, the the, the yeah. Ice Cube League, the big, I, the big I, I think yeah. that one, uh, yes, yep. Uh, I think that league honestly has a lot more pull because when you watch, you're like, oh, I remember him, you know, oh, I remember him. It's it's a lot of faces and names that you're familiar with, but you watch the AAF, you know, it's it's literally, uh, you know, for the love of the game kind of situation uh, where these guys are, you know, it's it's uh, one of the last. Um, you know, chances they can make an impact uh, in the sport. And the other thing you have to think about is the XFL is going to be coming back as well. So how many football leagues does America really need uh, to satisfy the cravings for fans? (laughs) You know, that's the thing is like, I feel like you almost, uh, you almost need something that can pull that extra, uh, pull that extra weight as far as it goes. You know, actually it's funny you brought up the big three. I, I, I instantly look up their, uh, their their players uh, as far as it goes, and I I got to be honest, mm-hmm. man. Like I I would I would pay money to go see a big three big three game. You got Carlos Boozer still playing. Yeah, Corey Maggette, Steven Jackson, Reggie Evans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you got Metta World Peace still getting in there. Like Baron Davis, that dude was awesome. <laughs> you got Mike Bibby's yoked mm-hmm. himself. Like he might right. yoke somebody out. Have you seen Mike Bibby lately? Oh yeah, like Mike Davies uh, Mike looks like a <laughs> linebacker. You know, you got you got Rashad McCann. Big three means yeah. business. And, you know, yeah. hey, that's what I'm. Gonna, I yeah. I say it like that, but you still got solid dudes. You got you got Jermaine O'Neal playing ball. You got you know you got Chris Anderson. You got Quentin Richardson. I mean, it's you know they got they got Kenyon Martin. Chauncey Billups still getting it in, man. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, like I, right? I just and uh, you, and you, and you got to think about the uh, coaches too. You got some big names for uh, some of the coaches in that league. Like, uh, wasn't Patrick Ewing a coach last year? <laughs> I think he might have took took a, took a game, maybe. Uh, I think they, they did a lot of um, maybe. Uh, I feel like there was a, a lot of extra little. Uh, perks in some of these coaches things. Like, I don't think there are too many um, legit coaches. Uh, I think there is that – who is it that had a, had a tiff with their coach? Do, do you remember that? <laughs> um, shoot. Um, I do – I some, remember somebody, the incident. Some, I don't know if it was Charles yeah, Oakley. Some, no, Char, Charles Oakley – Charles Oakley has a tiff with everybody apparently. <laughs> or, or just maybe just bad ownership. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love the clip that you sent me earlier in the week too. I, I did not get it uploaded for tonight, but uh, it was essentially going back on the uh, the the Jimmy Dolan, uh, uh, you know, sell the team bit. Uh, 
I can't remember the gentleman's name, but uh, he did a great cover of Paul McCartney's uh, Let It Be and uh, obviously changed it to uh, to sell the team. And the clip was fantastic. The dude sang really well. And, and I was wandering and cleaning the house that day, singing sell the team, sell the team, uh, like it was nobody's business. So, uh, yeah. I, that being said, uh, I don't know if – I can try to – I can try to play it if you'd like. Nah, we'll 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 uh, we'll save it for his his unavoidable uh, his unavoidable you know somebody screwing up again. That way we can really uh, really lampoon it and drive it home. <laughs> but um, but uh, you know Bro, again you know with, with these leagues, yeah right. I don't I don't think um, I don't think there's still a football product that is quality enough that will hang with the NFL or realistically, I mean, if the NFL were to magically go on strike again and, um, and all you had was college football on Saturdays and um, somebody was going to say, Oh, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll throw the, 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 you know, the, the AAF uh, out there and we'll put them on Sundays. Like, Nobody, you'll get more, you'll get more, you'll get more ratings on the Tuesday night Mac game of the week than you will on a Sunday night AAF game. That's, I, I'm saying that. Like that, the quality is not there. I would rather watch the college kids play. And that's that's sad because some of these guys were... uh... Uh, it's in, uh, well, base. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, it's, uh, the, uh, AAF, you know, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just, it's a last chance. It's a last grasp. Um, the guys are literally doing it for what it is and that's the love of it. And, you know, I think that's first and foremost, they're, uh, what they're focused on and why they join, you know? Uh, so, uh, you know, let's switch. Uh, let's switch up here. You know, I know. Um, I know we're trying to do maybe a uh, maybe try and do a little. Uh, you know, twins touch uh, every week while we break down some positions. Last weekend we did the uh, we did some of the starting rotation, uh, giving us some good insight on those Twinkies. Uh, you want to talk uh, a little bit about uh, about one tonight? Yeah, uh, I was just going to talk about the Bolton. Honestly, this year. Um, the uh so it's it's been an ongoing thing now for basically a decade where the twins have averaged near the bottom of the league um in terms of production out of their bullpen and a lot of that has to do with the starting pitching not being able to go at least 5 innings uh you know 6 get, 6 innings so it puts a lot of strain um on those guys' arms coming out of the pen but um the twins this year they went and they didn't do much for free agency. I mean, they went out and signed uh, Blake Parker from the Angels. He had a uh, very good 2017 season uh, and a pretty decent 2018 season. Um, just a hard thrower, right-hander. Um, so, I mean, he, he's just going to add uh, maybe a little spark to the pen. Um, another guy that I'm interested to watch this season is Trevor May. Uh, he's had a lot of um, injuries over his career, the Twins actually got him in a trade uh, that involved um, Denard Spann uh, way back. 
And uh, he's finally fully healthy this year, and the Twins are looking for him to basically be that guy if, uh, you know, a rotation guy goes down, um, you know, basically just eating innings in the bullpen. Um, So he's going to be one of the rocks this year. Um, But for the most part, the bullpen hasn't changed much. You know, they have Trevor Hildenberger coming back. Um, they have Alberto Mejia coming back. He'll have a bigger role this season. Um, North Dakota native, Fargo native, Taylor Rogers, um, Addison Reed, and then Matt McGill. Uh, he hasn't had too much time with the team, um, but he is going to he may get a spot this year simply due to the fact that he has no other options um, at this point. So he either has to make the major league roster on opening day or the twins have to put him on waivers uh, because he's out of minor league options. So we'll see what happens there, but uh, you know, to sum it up, it's uh, you know, it's, it's nothing that's super, um, super um, confidence, in, <laughs> confidence, fancy, inspiring. super right. Right. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's not the Red Sox. It's definitely not the Yankees um, teams that have really good bullpens that literally all of their guys could uh, potentially be that ninth inning guy. Um, but we'll see. We'll see this year. Um, you know, if the rotation is better, that could result in a better year for the bullpen. But uh, And they have a lot of guys in the minors that are young arms that are ready to come up too when needed. Now, you know, I was going to ask you about one, and I'm sure it's one you, you probably know about, Fernando Romero. Uh, thoughts on him, if you, if you know anything? Um, yeah. Because I was um, reading that he, he might start the year out in AAA. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, because I was reading that he might uh, he might be battling for a spot, actually. He might be, might be working uh, – um, work it out uh, with uh, over Trevor uh, Trevor Hildenberger possibly. Yeah, which would be uh, kind of surprising uh, to be honest, um, since Hildenberger's kind of been a mainstay uh, for the past like three four years. Um, but yeah, if uh, Fernando Romero um, when he first came up, I think either uh, a couple of years ago he came up and. He got sent down right away due to a lot of uh, control issues. Um, and if he can iron that out, he'll be a solid guy. He can throw in the high 90s, has, a nice, uh, has some nice breaking balls. and um, So, yeah, Fernando Romero yeah, he's definitely on the Twins' radar. Um, he may start the year. He, yeah, he may start the year uh, – in AAA just due to the fact that they do have a couple guys uh, that are out of options. So they might have to uh, just work with those guys and keep them up at the major league level. But I would definitely bet, bet some money that you will see Fernando Romero this year uh, at some point. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. And I guess uh, I was also reading, I think uh, that he can actually clock 97 uh, with, with some of that speed there. So, uh, bring it on, because I, 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 you know, I, I like, uh, I like, I like pitchers that control the heat, man, and, and it seems like we've been uh, missing that a little bit uh, for a while. Oh, definitely, yeah. Hopefully, it's a, you know, it's a new era, and hopefully, the Twins grasp it and realize what everyone else is doing, and 
get on board. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, 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 you know, we still got a young team. Uh, we're definitely going to have to make it out there. We're going to make a nice, uh, strong style trip and me, you and, uh, Ryan, the boys will all get, uh, get going, uh, and then go down to the old twin stadium and have a good time. It'll definitely. Um, Let's see. So uh, next, uh, next up here, uh, you, you know, I was wondering, do you, do you have a real MVP with you? Uh, I do, and it's it's kind of um, it's it's different than what we uh, we have been talking about. Um, just for it isn't really talking about what he did uh, stats wise. Um, over the week and whatnot. It's more so uh, the humanitarian that he is. Um, so That's my, well, let's, my let's MVP play the of the week is Matthew Boyd. Wait, 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 wait. No. All right. All the moms out there. <laughs> so in case you're sitting on pins and needles waiting to hear who my MVP is, <laughs> kicked in here, it was Matthew Boyd. Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll explain, though. Um, he's a left-hander for the Detroit Tigers, 28 years old. Um, he will make the team this year. Um, you know, Detroit, they are on full rebuild mold at this point. Um, but what he did, him and his wife, they adopted uh, 36 girls in Uganda uh, to protect them from the sex slave industry. Um, and they both uh, support the girls with food and clothing, rent for their home, um, you know, make sure they're safe. So, honestly, uh, I saw that, and it's really hard for me to say why couldn't he be my MVP or anyone else's for that matter. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I, I I I applaud that. That's that's such a good um, such a good MVP as far as uh, the humanitarian aspect. Um, mine was gonna be a little different. Unfortunately, I only saw the clip and I didn't get the team names or the kids' name. But uh, if you go on Twitter, I'm sure you've probably seen uh, you know somebody asked the question, "Who's cutting onions?" And you see um, this uh, poorly number fifty. Uh, helping a, a disabled player in a youth basketball game score their score their points, um, and the crowd goes nuts. And mm-hmm. and you know, just one of those ultimate uh, ultimate moments in sports where you look at it and you're just like, ah, that that kid's like I never seen it. Like the kid scored the basket, and obviously they got the other kid through the help them help them throw the ball up there. Like it was a really touching moment, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know the 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 one with um, with the disability, you know, got up and and like celebrated like he just won the championship. It was awesome. The crowd goes nuts. Everyone's happy for him. And uh, and yeah, I I just think um, uh, people lifting up other people, uh, both figuratively and uh, and uh, and literally, um, it's what the world needs. What the world needs more of. And uh, you know, if you can see it in the youth basketball game, or if you absolutely. have somebody making a good. Um, uh, if you can see it, uh, you know, making a great decision with their with their their influence and affluence and 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 the situations that they've been blessed with, uh, and and protect people. I think that's what it's all about. Um, definitely, a, uh, definitely good stories there. 
good real MVPs. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, my second real MVP is, is it's also a, you know, a, it's a good thing. I, Oh, I was going to say, good thing. Um, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to pick that. I was going to pick what you just picked. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I had a backup just in case, and it was going to be a little more funny. Um, normally, would reserve it for something like spit takes, um, but uh, which you haven't been a part of yet. Uh, but uh, Mike Scott of the Philadelphia uh, 76ers uh, went slipping right into the dang uh, uh, stands after you know going for a little hustle, and uh, and but he was stuck in the fans in the front row. And he grabs a lady's drink and takes a little swig of it. It's definitely a cocktail. And that's all I'm going to say right now. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, my man took a little swig there. I, I approve. Um, other, hey, sometimes other you bad, need to pick Yeah, right. You know, you know it's, it, was, it's, it was definitely a good game, too. You know, another weird thing for, uh, for sports here um, – the not only did that uh, occur, um, it was also reported that uh, that at the AFC Championship game or prior to the AFC Championship game, uh, Bob, Bob Kraft stopped at uh, his favorite uh, massage parlor. Uh, thoughts on that whole issue? Yeah, um, I I, uh, I I don't. I don't know where it's going to lead. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's looking looking pretty uh, meek for Robert Kraft and the uh, Patriots organization. But how many times do we have to re-encounter this with uh, a Patriot involving some something that disturbs the peace in some way? You know, it 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 just becomes the storyline. You know, we can talk about um, all their successes with um, over the years. But paired with that has also been just incidents like, you know, deflate gate, uh, you know, video cameras at Jets practice, um, the Aaron Hernandez situation, um, you know. So <laughs> the Patriots uh, never fail to um, keep everyone's attention, whether that's uh, with the successes on the field or the uh, side shows um, off the field. <laughs> Uh, speaking of sideshows and 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 just uh, things that get kind of uh, get kind of interesting uh, in regards to uh, space and awareness, uh, obviously we saw Westbrook uh, last week get into it um, with a fan in Utah. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, caught the hot mic situation. He ended up receiving a fine. Fan, uh, as it comes out, is 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 definitely was banned from the stadium after that because um, multiple people corroborated the, uh, the, the language that, uh, that Westbrook said he received. Uh, where, where are you on the Westbrook? Uh, the Westbrook, um, is he, is he, is he too sensitive? Is he, is he, is he right? What, what, what are your thoughts on the situation? Here? Well, um, well, I mean, according to him, the fan uh, said something that had, you know, racial undertones to it. And honestly, um, you know, I mean, Russell Westbrook, I, I don't I don't mind him standing up for himself. And I don't think anybody should. I think everybody should have the right to uh, stand their ground and, um, 
you know, obviously he was going to get the suspension, which, you know, I mean, yelling at a fan back in the same way probably isn't the greatest of ways, but I mean, how can you wrong him in that situation? Um, I, I also thought it was funny uh, with, or uh, just how the internet works and Twitter is forever. Um, And this guy, he got interviewed by a local news station in Utah, trying to tell them that he was playing the victim and that Westbrook basically was hyping it up. And uh, somebody dug out a old tweet of his uh, where the guy blatantly said um, that somebody should kick Westbrook's butt. <laughs> so uh, yeah. and they found many more tweets of just like hate. And uh, so um, I, I stand with Westbrook on this, hands down. Um, and we have guys like Michael Jordan uh, talking about how Utah has always had its issues um, with some of those uh, racial, um, you know, undertones and whatnot um, situations. Um, just the, not saying the whole fan base is like that by no means. It's not represented by one man. Um, but yeah, you know, Westbrook, uh, I just think he's passionate. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I do too. I actually, I actually agree wholeheartedly with you. I think uh, at some point you do definitely get to, uh, you do get to respond uh, yes, as fans, you pay your dollars to get your tickets, and you can certainly uh, heckle and jeer. But um, I think I think there's still limits as far as uh, as far as uh, being a human goes. It doesn't matter how much you make. It doesn't make uh, or they make. It doesn't mean and how much you pay for your ticket does not give you uh, the free reign to say whatever you want. So uh, smart enough out there, sports fans, and and and, and remember, it's still it's still a game. Uh, so so how about you have a little fun. Um, and uh, and if you're gonna chirp, chirp uh, cleverly and not uh, not gutturally, um, and and maybe everybody will have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, good times and bad times uh, and, and 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 stupidity on the court. Uh, did you watch the Pelicans uh, lose last night? Uh, I did not. <laughs> did you hear about this? The Pelicans uh, they were up. Uh, with uh, seven point six seconds to go in the uh, overtime, and uh, <laughs> the they end up giving the ball back. The Suns hit a three uh, to tie the game up in overtime, but then the Pelicans decide to be a good idea to use a timeout to try to advance the ball, except. They used their last timeout about 10, uh, 10, uh, 10 seconds prior. So uh, the, they lose the game on a free throw technical because they call the timeout without having one. <laughs> wow. So, so We've the, seen the, that the happen a lot, a uh, March Madness. Yeah, right. It's the Fab Five all over again. Yeah, Devin Booker drains it. So good. Um, I can't believe. I, I, I still don't understand how something like that can happen at almost any level. Uh, you know, I, the, the situational awareness at some point, um, you know, I look at even last year's championship win, um, when, uh, oh, God, uh, who was it that took the ball back and thought they <laughs> thought there was still time on the clock? Um and LeBron shouting at him. <laughs> it's just, uh, just ridiculous. Oh, J.R. Smith. 
How yeah, can we yeah, forget yeah, that, yeah. man? Yo, I know, right? Um, but you know what I mean? Like the situational awareness mm. of, of your timeouts, the time on the clock, and I just I don't know when it's that late in a game or that close in a game is how you miss something like that when you're supposed to be the best. It's just, uh, you know, just not – I think it just comes back to like just not having your head in the game. Obviously, um, it's, it's just embarrassing though to see it at the pro level. Um, just to see, um, you know, somebody really lose their mind, especially in a critical moment of a game. You know, so it's just uh, situational awareness and uh, comes down to uh, being stupid. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um... Let's see, what, uh, you know, anything you want to touch on here in our, in our last five or so? Um, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, the Buffalo Bills and how their GM kind of uh, had a blow-up about the uh, Antonio Brown Chronicles. And uh, it was first reported that he was going to go there and, you know, apparently said that he wouldn't go there. Um, and so just a lot of things got lost uh through that, um, but you know the Bills went ahead and they went and signed nine free agents um, in about three days. So and they had eight of them on offense. They transformed their offense, and this is in no way saying that the Buffalo Bills are on my watch list for this upcoming season. But um, you know, adding a couple of veteran guys like uh, John Brown and uh, Cole Beasley for. Uh, their rookie or their second year quarterback now, Cody Allen. Um, I'm sure that'll help. And they added a few linemen. Um, so they may have looked like the GOAT in a bad way with the Antonio Brown fallout, but, uh, you know, they still picked up some valuable pieces that'll give them, you know, seven wins instead of five. <laughs> the bar- Bars that low, you know. Yeah, it's do they do they finish better than the uh, the Miami Dolphins? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think so. I I think Buffalo. I think they'll. I mean, it'll it'll be close. It'll be a battle uh, between both of them. Um, but we we shall see. Hey, you never know. It can be surprising. You know, uh, speaking of surprising, and and, and it was you know we were talking about the Vikings earlier uh, when. There's a, a tweet from the Vikings Twitter, and I know the media guys handle that. It's not like it's Spielman out on the, uh, uh, you know, on the Twitter machine. But uh, after all the free agency stuff was said and done, and they kept Bar and and obviously got a lot of restructures done for a lot of defense guys to keep them together and keep what well, is a pretty good core defensively. Um, the uh, they said uh, and they said it couldn't be done and like you know with one of those like uh, I want to say like the Thug Life memes where the glasses drop on his head you know, uh, over his eyes or whatever. And, uh, and in my head, I'm like, okay, well, like you sign all your free agents, but how about, how about do something that they say can't be done and win the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Like that's what can't be done. You can always get a decent free agents out of there. Like that's, that seems to be a norm for the Vikings at this point. They always make some decent power moves, be it, be it in a draft to go up, uh, to get back into the first round or, or, you know, sign, sign somebody to a, a guaranteed contract. I, you know, I, so, so now do something to surprise mm-hmm. me and, and, and win some dang games. I, sometimes these Twitter accounts, they, they wreck my soul. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people need to take a page out of the New England Patriots' uh, uh, book just uh, just to, uh, you know, I mean, they haven't done anything in free agent period or this free agent period, and they don't usually do a lot of, uh, you know, moves. Um, they're very, they're very low key, and um, you know, free agency definitely isn't the way to go. Um, not saying that's like the biggest success, but you know, and I kind of low key say that about the uh, Oakland Raiders as they go out and go sign huge contracts for you know Trent Brown, um, Marcus Joyner, of course AB. Um, you know, is it really gonna make your team a Super Bowl caliber team? You know, I guess we'll see, but uh, it's you all know they're gonna. Yeah, right. Well, you know, this 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 is a I feel like this is going to be a make or break year. You don't have the number of draft picks they have, make the signings they do. And if they don't improve and if they come out, uh I I I think I think it's got to be you got to have damn near a 500 season given given all the talent and opportunities that 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 he's put together at this point. Um I don't know. I oof. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, John Gruden's days could be numbered. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's a football guy, and he he needs to make football moves and and all that jazz. I, I <laughs> I'm not a great. Right. Yeah, that's a football guy, and he makes a football move. He knows what to do with the football. Yeah, it's football. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I guess if he's not doing a yep. quarterback camp, I guess I'm okay with it. Since, so I, I'd rather I, I hope he has an average season just so I don't have to see him in some broadcast booth somewhere. I, I, I think that's yeah, right. He, I'm you either that. love him or you hate him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree, and that's exactly what what it is. Uh, you either love him or you hate him. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else funny? Otherwise, uh, you know, I mean. Um, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are quiet during free agency. And it, it always amazes me, too. I mean, every season it feels like the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, they disappoint everybody. I mean, when I say everybody, I mean just their fans because I don't think anyone else is, you know, too hyped up about Cincinnati. Uh, but, you know, they sit out another free agency period. They don't upgrade really anywhere. Um, so... Not saying I don't know yeah, if that's funny or not, but it's just like just something to note. Like it's just what you expect. <laughs> uh, something else worth noting. Obviously, the Wild still smoking. As far as uh, if you're a big fan of the state of hockey, um, I think uh, tonight I'm going to take a brief moment and watch. Uh, obviously, our state high school hockey tournament is over, and I believe the hockey, the the hockey hair video is out. So I'm going to have to give that a little watch. Uh, maybe throw a couple clips on here um, for the future. Uh, shout out to the guy from the 929 who gave us a call earlier. And then, uh, Tommy, uh, anything else uh, before we uh, get ready for next week? Uh, you know, just uh, keep grinding through life, and, uh, you know, we'll bring you the newest and freshest stuff next week. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a little less technical issues uh, than we did tonight. But other than that, we'll uh, we'll make it work one way or the other. And then uh, not sure when the next show is going to be with some slight subtle schedule changes, but we're still going to aim for one uh, at some point next week. Uh, until then, have yourselves a wonderful night.
from Sportscast Radio. 